Hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Road Trip Playlist Podcast. My name is Thomas Darrow. I am your host. This week on the Road Trip Playlist Podcast, my guest is Australian singer-songwriter Riley Pierce. You may know him from his song Brave, which has amassed over 60 million streams. Riley recently released an EP titled Maybe I Can Sleep It Off that I encourage you to listen to. I talked with Riley about his path in music, which started with street performing and busking in Australia to where he is now. I was really impressed at the effort that Riley put into booking his own gigs, and it really was his own hustle that he was able to help his career in music take off. He makes really great music. I loved talking with him and getting to know more about his story. Check out the interview after a quick word from our sponsor. How's it going? Hey, not bad yourself? Not bad. Thank you so much, Riley. I appreciate it. I, I joked with um, Christy when she was scheduling it because she originally was saying really like 8 a.m. for you. And I feel bad. So oh, I just okay. want to thank you. And I also want <laughs> listeners right. to, <laughs> I also want listeners to know that you're in Australia calling way well, it's not way early in the morning anymore, but it's pretty early in the morning for for an interview for me. Um and so I'm such a fan, so this is a real pleasure. So thank you. Oh, pleasure. It's fun. You can really so um this is fine. Um so so like I said, you're you're in Australia. I have some sort of I am in love with every single piece of Australian music and so what is it about Australia that produces the most like amazing music (laughs) um I don't know we do have a track record of having some pretty good artists come from Australia so I think it's it's a bit more of a laid-back lifestyle and I suppose that um tends to to breed some good songwriting people don't take themselves too seriously so it's um and everyone kind of enjoys live music and especially it being like a warmer weather climate there's more opportunities for like festivals and live shows so maybe that's where it comes from absolutely and and it's yeah it's incredible and there's so many i have a full-on playlist of just oh really australian musicians that i listen to because i found it i was probably like Six months into, so why this is called the Road Trip Playlist Podcast, I started going on a road trip and traveling to new places every month. And so I would make a playlist for every trip. And so it was probably like three or four trips in. I'm like, what? I start looking into the bios of all this music that I've discovered making playlists. And I'm like, everyone is from Australia. So I started making Australian playlists. And so um, just because it's music I love. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, Australian music just suits suits the road trip, hey. <laughs> it, it, that, that's the thing is it's perfect for road trips. And so that's actually the first question I like starting off with, Riley, is um, I like asking my guests what's on their road trip playlist. Ah, that's good. Um, I suppose uh, it depends how long the road trip is, I reckon, because I reckon <laughs> you, you start off wanting something chill and yeah. then it, at a certain point you reach – like some sort of level of like delirium where you want to have songs that you can just like belt out that are a bit more like poppy that the ones that would usually be like, uh, I suppose you're like uh, the ones that you might be a bit ashamed to, to be cranking in front of friends. But by that point in the road trip, you don't really care. So you just, everyone's singing Britney Spears and, and those sort of things. So um, yeah, a, a real mix. 
Absolutely. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so what's some of the stuff that you start off with the stuff that you like before it's the stuff that you're kind of ashamed of? Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I suppose you probably have them in your playlist. There's a band clip from, um, uh, Queensland called the hollow coves and, uh-huh. um, and their, their stuff's really, really good for road trips. And especially if you like, that initial start of a road trip, you're kind of excited about the prospect of, of, of the whole journey and, and you're kind of looking outside the window at all the different landscapes you, you kind of pass through and, and yes, that um, road trips. Um, yeah, off the top of my, maybe it is too early for an interview. <laughs> I can't, can't think of any, um, but, hollow coves yeah coastline and the woods have been like anthems on on many of my road trips and so but but also like speaking of 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 my road trip playlist you just released an ep that has like more like probably two or three of the five songs are on my latest road trip playlist and so i want to talk about your ep your new ep um maybe i can sleep it off i think it's a brilliant ep um thanks the first song of the EP leap year addresses a very vulnerable feeling, which I'm sure a lot of artists have is of not being able to write a good song again in their life. And so this EP is full of good songs. Can you tell me a little bit more about the EP and the creation of it? Yeah. So, um, I was in a point where I was a bit, uh, unsure of like my songwriting and I, I wasn't as motivated to sit down and write songs and it felt a bit more like a chore than something that I'd like initially been excited by. And when you like look back as that to like, when you first start writing songs, you do it because you love it and you're not expecting anything to come out of the songs. And I had to rediscover that love for my own songwriting and that passion behind it for me to get back to the place where I was creating good songs. And I wasn't, I wasn't sitting down trying to write something that was going to be good. I was just, I, I, I got to the point where I was like, all right, like it doesn't matter what happens if you, if you write a song and, and it doesn't turn into anything, then that's, that's right. It's all practice. And, and, um, from that good songs just ended up kind of coming out cause I was in a, in a better frame of mind to, to tackle my songwriting. That's amazing. And, and yeah, I, I can't imagine cause I am a, I, I write a lot. And I put so much pressure on myself anytime that I'm starting to write something that I know will be published. And then I don't like sharing it with people close to me because I don't want them to read it. And I don't want to hear what they think. And it's weird to me when people find this stuff. Um, and so I love that it starts out, the EP starts with with Leap Year and a song that kind of has fear about writing writing another good song and this pressure. And then you finish it with Breathe and Release, which is my favorite song by you. Um, probably of all of your songs right now. Oh, thanks. And it's such a nice contrast and it feels kind of, that song feels kind of free as you realize that you, that you don't, um, that you don't like the thing, the best part about it is that you're doing what you love doing. How did that realization of the songwriting and kind of the freeing aspect of it um, come to you as you, as you wrote this EP? Yeah, well, I um, I actually sat down wanting to write an album first of all, and the the I ended up recording two two six song EPs, and the, they were in quite distinct themes, which is why I decided to separate them, um, so that I could kind of rather than talk about like combine the stories of them, I could split them up, and and yeah, this um, 
the the first one, yeah, as I said, was like all about the songwriting and, and my journey through it. And, and it was, it was a real journey. So like the songs are kind of laid out in that order. Like, like you said, as, as that, like starting with that self doubt and, and overcoming that and then that getting to the place of, of feeling good in it. And, and because there's so many outside forces, as, as you probably know with your writing, like uh, telling you what's good, what's bad. And especially like social media is like, it's, it's, it's like a necessary evil and, it, and it's great <laughs> for a lot of things, but it's, it's also, it just amplifies those doubtful voices sometimes. And, and yeah. you are like, you get into the habit of if, if it doesn't achieve certain things and then you write it off as being not good when, there could be a million different reasons why something didn't, didn't connect them. Yeah. And it, it, it might even connect later on down the, down the line. Like that happens all the time with, with people's songs and, and, and people's art. And yeah. So breathe and release is that realization that just do it for yourself. Like find your own happiness in it and, and everything will, will work out. And, and that's so amazing. And, and, and songwriting, like, a, like you, you mentioned like the point where social media starts um, being a factor that you think about me with my writing. I never, I never wanted to write because I was so scared to like tell people that that's like a dream that I had. And then I ended up moving to New York and it kind of fell into my lap. And then once I did it, I was like, okay, this is what I've always wanted to do. I don't know why I didn't pursue it, but it was for like my own self doubt and fear. So I want to know, was there a time like that with music? Like when did you start really first like writing your own songs and then what was the moment where you started sharing them with other people yeah so i started writing my songs um maybe like end of high school maybe just after high school i was doing a lot of busking i don't know if you call it busking in america but like where you street performing where you just play on the street and put your case out and if people walk past they put in some coins or something Absolutely. That's um, a thing that all Australian musicians do too. I feel like. Is, yeah. Is, is, is that's the start to busking. I'm from Utah, so it's a very cold climate. So I don't see a lot. Oh, okay. I don't see a lot of street performers, um, unfortunately. But then when I was, I went to New Orleans or I went to New York, and I would see them all the time, and it was one of my favorite things. And so, um, mm. yeah, it was such a new concept for me. So then when I read about like the stories of of these musicians I love in Australia, busking is such a huge part. So I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, it is. And I think a lot of artists, like what we call like earn their chops over, over on busking, where it's like you, you put in the hours and uh, I don't know, you get used to rejection because it's not everyone stops to give you a coin or give you their time. So um, you learn to appreciate it when it does happen. And, and yeah, I think it's, it's a good way to test your own material and if you start off playing covers and then slip in like your, your own original song and and it feels natural then that's kind of a nice little indicator of how your songwriting's going um, <laughs> but yeah i uh i don't know there was probably a point um I, I, when i was doing a lot of that busking i, I there was some, uh, you meet so many nice people i was busking at like a farmer's market and um was like the main place I went and then I had a few other spots around you and you met so many nice people and I wanted to give like something of my own like a CD so I was like starting to write songs and they were pretty terrible but I I just like saved up the money that I'd made busking and went and recorded some songs in like a, a day or two and um, had this like CD that I could then sell to people and give to people as like a 
um, as they came past and I had something of my own music because um, and that felt that felt great and from there I was just like all right let's do it properly from now on sort of thing and and I just kind of got way more invested in that whole world wow and so so when did it start being something where it was it was being pushed to people um, outside of the streets of, of busking and kind of like online for people to to get a hold of yeah, I probably put those songs online. They're not online anymore okay. because afterwards I realized that they were not <laughs> not recorded the best because I didn't really know what I was doing. I hadn't ever been into a recording studio before and um, had no idea. And um, I hadn't been to like a music school, so I didn't really have too many friends that were musicians as well. So I was, I was so new to the whole um, industry that everything was foreign. Um, and then after, after that, I was like, all right, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So I like was started playing gigs and open mic nights to start and, and really kind of working. I just started writing more songs and I got so involved in that. Like I'd, I'd get the like, um, there's, there'd be like what they call street press, which is like where all the local gigs and all the news about local releases and stuff are published. And I would go through and I would like, research and listen to all of the anytime i saw a band's name listed i would go online and like try and find their their music to suss out what that band sounded like and and i'd be emailing them all and be like hey like if you need someone to support your gig like i was like hustling like my life depended on it wow. to try and do all those things to just like get a get a try and like i yeah I've, it, it was it was exhausting but it was like i was consumed by it all and having to like I don't know. Like, I just loved the idea of being able to like try and build an audience around my music and, and, and reach different people and, and see how it works. Wow. That's incredible. And, and one of the things where, where, where I really read that you reached a lot of people very quickly was, was brave. And so was, did that come from, from that initial hustling and, and writing people with the gigs or how did that come as, as quickly as it did now it's close to, I mean, it's over 30 million streams on all platforms. How we'll probably double that probably like 60 million. Um, how did, how did that come? When did the kind of the, the turn come? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's when I look back on it, like it's, I, I'm still baffled by how it's done so <laughs> well. Like it's a song I wrote in my garage sitting on top of a box of dress ups, like yeah. And I don't know how, yeah, it was just a few small things. Like it got like a nice like premiere on a good blog um, after I just emailed them because I thought that that person liked similar music to that song. So I was like, oh, this person might want to do it. And I was all self-managed at the time, so I had to do everything myself. And um, so it was just like emailing different kind of like media outlets and blogs online. And and then it, like it got a few kind of like stepping stone wins that then triggered something else and i think these two dudes in austria did a remix of it that went well and then someone then discovered the actual song and that got onto a bunch of good playlists and stuff so it was um it all happened like not not that quickly in terms of after the release of the song but quickly in terms of i suppose just from where i'd come from having like not too many listens to all of a sudden quite a lot of plays so yeah that's it's crazy but 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 i think like the one of the incredible things is and themes is you talking about just ways that you kind of were 
you initiated so much of it. You would go and you did so much research on bands that just released stuff near you and, and did stuff to support you emailed and reached out to different bloggers like on your own. And I think that's so incredible. Where did you learn that or get the ideas for those kind of things? Um, well, I kind of realized quite early that because I was the only, like I wasn't managed by anyone or anything. Like if I didn't do those things myself, it wasn't going to happen. So I just had to figure out how to do it all. And I think I was just so like wanting to do that as well. Yeah. Um, like I studied, I did like a commerce degree at uni, which I slowly I started doing full time. And then as I got more and more in, into my music, it slowly drifted into like one unit a semester. So I could start doing more music as opposed to um, the, I just needed to finish that degree. But anyway, it, um, yeah, I, I suppose like having a bit of that like business now kind of like helped a bit in terms of like how to write an email and and like maybe understanding a little bit about like finances and, and stuff helped. But yeah, it was more than anything, it was just kind of like putting the time in and, and being nice to people and, and trying to make some friends in the industry and stuff. And that's so cool because that's one thing I kind of like started a lot of this on my own. I Once I learned how it went to make I was writing for a site just as a writer, just reviewing stuff, probably similar to the person you reached out to. Um, and I would kind of just wait for stuff to come and then write about it or write about things that I was passionate about. And then once I learned like, Oh, I can reach out and kind of do my own things. I've been very surprised at just the kindness and willingness for, for people to, to speak about their art and also help me kind of develop my own taste as well with writing. And I've had a lot of people help me with, with ideas with the podcast and it's been so great. And so I'm really excited for where it is. And so it's cool to hear another story, story like yours. Um, I, yeah, wanted... I think people are underestimate, like people underestimate how much people are willing to help them. And then that might, they might not send the email based on that. And, and when, when, yeah, people have, have the time and often are, are nice enough to, to want to, want to talk about these things and want to give back and help out people who are up and coming and so yeah absolutely and I yeah that's one thing I wanted to highlight that because it's just like for people that are listening I, I have people ask me about doing stuff in music a lot and I'm like oh for I think one of the big things you just have to do is just just ask and ask for advice and people are willing to to give it and that's one thing in 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 all aspects whatever it is music or or other things I think if there's something you want, that's something I learned a lot from my own self doubts is once I did it, it's been like one of the most fulfilling things of my life. And so I'm very grateful. Mm. So, so yeah, I just wanted to say that about just the emailing and, and, and surprising kindness of other people and time that people give. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wanted to, I was gonna, um, do a band name or bar name segment with you. Um, oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> from from your from your instagram but i'm sorry i did not um okay. <laughs> i did not i did not do it enough and i also don't hang out in bars enough to know um <laughs> no different different bar names but i was gonna do that but I, I i'm using that to segue into um your social media my favorite i loved your highlight of um basketball around the world which is different hoops in different countries um 
and it looks like you travel all over the place. I wanted to hear maybe some of the favorite places that you've been. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I love um, basketball. And one of the things I always do when I'm cheering around is um, either bring a basketball with me and, and try and find like courts just around that I can like shoot hoops. Cause I find it quite therapeutic to just go and, and shoot hoops. And it's, it's a nice way to one exercise and, and two like see a new place. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, favorite places. Um, yeah, I re- like for places that where I've played shows, I really enjoyed Vienna. Um, it was such a lovely city and I don't know. It just had this like magical vibe to it. Um, that was really nice. Um, where else? Oh, Hamburg. Hamburg was really cool. I played a show in like a surf shop and like the surf shop had like glass doors at the front that could open up and everyone just like spilled out into the street. And so that was one of the coolest, um, coolest gigs I reckon I've ever played. It was just such a cool vibe and everyone was just drinking beer, sitting on cars and, and <laughs> all sitting on the ground. And it was, uh, it was like a, a lovely like 30 degree day and oh that made it really nice and balmy and it was, oh, it was amazing oh that sounds amazing yeah that's mm-hmm. like two of my favorite things is, is music and travel and so seeing that and basketball so you so you put yeah. them all oh, into nice. one through through your thing yeah. seeing, seeing different i actually went to a game yeah i went to a game in utah once um oh did you yeah uh is it yeah jazz jazz versus portland or whatever i was i did like a semester exchange in montana like maybe like six years ago and um went down for one one weekend to see a game because it was like the closest place that you could go from montana pretty much uh, okay um, to like a nba game and, and yeah uh, i can't remember who won but it was it was pretty cool to see that's so cool. Was fellow like Australia? Was there some Australian pride with Joe Ingles and Dante? I don't think he was playing. At, I think Dante was playing at the time. He was probably injured. He's always injured. But um, <laughs> I think I don't think Joe Ingles was playing at the time. This is yeah. This is like six years ago. So it was like I think Lamarcus Aldridge was playing because oh, wow. it was the Blaze Blazers. Yeah, that's that back. Was, I don't know. But, wow, yeah. well, that that's a really cool trip. That's so cool. And I I encourage anyone to go check out your social media um that segment the bar bar name or band name is so funny and then the, the hoops is it's just a fun watch to see i mean the there's like a hoop in french town with a fence all around it that looks really cool um there's like hamburg you mentioned and it's like grass it looks really cool and so i loved i loved that series yeah my um, favorite one was the there was one outside berlin where there's like that massive elephant on the wall that is just insane it's so cool yeah it's so cool you're like it's right beneath a building it's amazing and so it's so cool how there's so many unique places and and that people put a hoop and play and there's like small courts in there i love the series and so (laughs) i thought it was like a very like artistic way art it's a blend of art and sports which i which i loved and yeah i wanted to ask you about um, some of the artwork because I've noticed some of the artistic elements of not only the song and your songwriting but in the in the album artwork and so I loved especially on the recent releases with breathe and release statues and the EP covers um, on Instagram I know that I noticed that Simon Marchner was tagged I wondered if there was a cool story about kind of the selection of those because I love all of the the art forms that that are on those um, covers 
Thanks. Um, yeah, he's. Um, I had seen Simon's work. I think. Um, I don't know. I think I followed him on Instagram. Maybe seeing some of his work at South by Southwest at some point. Um, and then I saw uh, his stuff again um, in Hamburg at Reaper Barn last last year. And I was like, oh my god, his stuff is so good. And I reckon it would be perfect for like I wanted to create like a series for each of the like singles and EP and stuff like that and have them all kind of like I don't know that, that cohesion amongst them and and tell the story and and then I created like some like pocket books out of them and and his his work was just so good so I reached out and I was like hey like I don't know if you'd do this or if you really like would want to but listen to the music and let me know if you want, want to create some art artwork for the songs because I'd love to have you do it and he came back and he was yeah, more than happy to, to be part of it. Wow. And created some amazing pieces. And I think it's it's so, like, music is amazing and art is, like, there's so many incredible designers and illustrators and, and artists out there that, like, it's, yeah, it's really, like, a, I, I love being able to blend the two together. Yeah, I, I, I seriously loved it and was impressed. Took little some screenshots. And then I really want the pocketbook. So I was planning on checking the checking the store to see if there's some available after um, after we spoke. Um, but yeah, they're great. Um, I, I saw today and was very excited to see you have a new song coming out on Friday called Electricity. Um, yes. what, what can you tell me about this song? I can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, so this next um, EP is... Uh, it's this, they're kind of all love songs. Um, I haven't um, I haven't released too many. Like I tend to opt for the more sad, somber songs that people might associate with the breakup, even though they're not really generally about that. Um, but they, um, yeah, I, I was just writing all these. I'm in a good place in my relationship, and and all these kind of songs were coming out that that um, yeah fitted that theme and. And it's a real balance to try and not make them sound too cheesy when I'm so used to writing like more somber songs and you don't need to worry about that. Whereas yeah. when you start writing some happy songs, like that, that happy cheese, like balance <laughs> is so hard. Um, so I tried that anyway. Um, Electricity is probably the saddest of the songs on the EP. So I thought maybe I'll release that first. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it's just about the kind of going through life together with someone and kind of working towards like building that life together is 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 pretty much what the song's about that's amazing that's so cool and then um what what's it like when it when when like you say there's kind of um over the other releases kind of a somber feel it sounds breakup even though um it's it's not always that and then now doing it seems more vulnerable to release like happy and kind of how you put it cheesier feeling yeah. to, you, to you you're probably the only one that really feels the cheese but but what's it like putting more more like vul- i feel like those are more vulnerable releases yeah um i don't know i'm feeling good about them i think i like these six songs more than i do the other the one for the ep i just put out um that everyone always likes their most recent work so um, <laughs> i don't know if that really speaks to me much but um yeah it's definitely it's harder, I suppose. Uh, the the times when I'm more critical or more anxious of it is during the recording and like mixing stages of it. And then when I'm happy with the songs, now it's it's not like I feel like 
it's done and I'm, I've reached the point where I'm okay in releasing it so that, that like, um, I'm like at peace with that vulnerability now, as opposed to like still kind of being anxious as, as to how it's received. But like, as I said, I'm in a good place with my songwriting. So once I'm, once I suppose I'm happy with it, then I don't get as anxious about the releasing or, or whatnot. Amazing. Well, well, that's something that I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear electricity on, on Friday. Um, Riley, I ask, I ask the five, I ask the same question to start every interview. I ask the same five questions to, to end every interview. And so I want to start with number one. Number one is if you have, if you had to have breakfast food, lunch food, or dinner food, only food from each, um, like meal group for every meal, which meal would you choose? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so is this, I get to pick either only having breakfast for the rest of my life? Yeah. Only breakfast or, food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, yeah, pro- probably only breakfast food for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I reckon. Yeah. 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 yeah I love breakfast. <laughs> that's my pick too i i love and and there's so many things that you can toss in there that kind of fit into breakfast that don't fit into other yeah. things like you, and also you always advertise yeah like places advertise all day breakfast but they never advertise all day dinner or all day lunch like <laughs> i think there's a reason why it's because people like breakfast foods more i i'm totally using that next time someone says dinner um, <laughs> Yeah. I want to tell them that, but but the only thing you miss really is salads. I've found is salad and like barbecue if you choose breakfast. But I'm yeah, okay with but that. You, yeah, you can have I suppose a bit of barbecue. You could have some sausages and some bacon and true and that. True. Yeah, but yeah, salads. You probably wouldn't get nearly as many vegetables as you need. No, I'm sure there's a way. You just stuff yeah. them all into an omelet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, number two, I'm I'm not sure if you're keen on karaoke, but but what your what would be your go to karaoke song? Mm, um, <laughs> uh, probably um, there's a song by Lupe Fiasco called Kick Push, and sometimes I play it live, and oh. I always uh, every now and then I I play it live because I'm too I get a bit confident and I play it and then I forget the lyrics halfway through. Um, so maybe if I have it as my karaoke song, I'll never forget the lyrics. <laughs> That's amazing. What a good song choice. I would love to hear you play that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Number three is a uh, guilty pleasure that you have while on tour. Uh, pretzel sticks. Yeah. Um, well, that's probably my go-to like road snack <laughs> driving. Um, yeah, just uh, uh, smash them. Plus, you can put them in your mouth and make yourself look like a walrus. It's always a plus. <laughs> Pretzel sticks and 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 playing basketball. Um, yeah. Number four is one band that's not currently together that you'd love to have one more EP from. Oh, that's a really good question. Um, uh, there's a Swedish, uh, Swedish, uh, no, Finnish band. I think they're from Finland called Satellite Stories. That me and my brother would just kind of play on repeat like over over summer and road trips they were really good for road trips and we went and saw them one time um so but now they're not together anymore so i reckon just for our communal bonding over that band i reckon it would be it would be great to have one more that's amazing i love that answer um number five is who's an interesting guest that you think that i should have on the road trip playlist podcast who's an interesting guest oh oh garrett kato 
definitely. He's another Australian, well, Australian-Canadian musician. But, yeah. Um, we did a tour last year together and I've recorded some stuff with him and he's, um, yeah, in fact, we have the same managers and same label. So maybe this sounds like an inside job. But, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely he's just a funny, funny dude that can ramble and has some interesting opinions. So I think, <laughs> I think he would be good for a podcast. Oh, amazing. I, um, yeah, he's on, he's on the list and, and, and you oh, mentioned nice. Australian and Canadian. Um, he's, um, I have an Australian and a Canadian playlist. It just so happens to be, I feel <laughs> like those are my, <laughs> my things. Yeah. So that's, that's funny that you mentioned that. Well, well, I'm very excited. I'm very grateful for the time, Riley. Like I said, I love your music. Breathe and release is, um, on repeat for me right now. And so thanks for taking some time out to, to speak with me and be on the podcast. Uh, thanks so much. appreciate it. And, um, yeah, all, all the best with, with the next episodes. Thank you. And good luck on your release on Friday. Thanks. Okay. Bye now. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thank you one more time for listening to the road trip playlist podcast and my interview with Riley Pierce. Don't forget to check out his music and his brand new EP on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen to music. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the Road Trip Playlist podcast. We took a little bit of a break over the holidays, but we will be back next week with Willa Amai.